If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I wonder if someone would have whispered, Kobe, when he got in the car today. Six more days. How would that week maybe have been different for him? What would he have said? Who would he have loved? Who would he have reached out to? What would have mattered to him? About the Saturday before Kobe, one more day. He's getting on that helicopter. Kobe, one more hour. See, it hits us when I say that. And there's a whisper happening that you can't hear. Tom, eight more years, 18 more years, whatever it is, there's a whisper. We forget, we're gonna die. Napoleon Hill says, begin with the end in mind. What if you did that with your life? Good evening, we start tonight with some breaking news. So much of the world is just in shock. Retired Los Angeles Lakers basketball star Kobe Bryant has been killed in a helicopter crash. Um, what I've learned is to, to, to always keep going. Always. You know, there's, there's been times, particularly early in my career, where it just feels like this is the end. Um, but what I've come to find out is that, you know, no matter what happens, the storm eventually ends. When the storm does end, you want to make sure that you're ready. And so I've really learned to put one foot in front of the other, uh, good, bad, and different, because eventually that storm passes. With the 13th pick in the 1996 NBA draft, the Charlotte Hornets select Kobe Bryant from Lower Marion High School in Pennsylvania. Well, every time I step on a basketball court, I'm going to put a strong effort out there on the floor. I'm, I'm not going to leave anything on the floor. Kobe pops out. Kobe's going to go. A couple of left-handed dribbles. Has a look at it. Oh! 
Everything was done to try to learn how to become a better basketball player. Everything. Everything. And so when you have that point of view, then literally the world becomes your library to help you to become better at your craft. And as I'm walking onto the court, who do I see? I see Kobe Bryant already working out. And I'm like, okay, it's kind of cool. It's Kobe. So I worked out for a good hour, hour and a half. And when I came off after I was done, I sat down. And of course, I still heard the ball bouncing. I look down, I'm like, this guy's, this guy's still working out. He was working out. For like, it looks like he was in a dead sweat when I got here. And he's still going. And it's not like his moves are nonchalant or lazy. <laughs> he's doing like game moves. You know, um, I sit there and I unlace my shoes. I'm like, I want to see how long this goes. I sit out there and watch another 25 minutes. And he got done. I said, okay, I think I've seen enough. Go play, you know, come back, get in the sauna, get ready for the game. That game, he drops 40 on us. Okay. And after the game is over, I'm like, I, I have to ask this guy. Like, I, I have to understand, like, why, why he, he works like that. Right. So after the game is over, I'm like, hey, Kobe, like, why, why were you in the gym for so long? He's like, because I saw you come in. I, and I wanted you to know that it doesn't matter how hard you work, that I'm willing to work harder than you. Wow. And he's like, it's, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I'm not saying I right. dislike you as a person. You just, you inspire me to be better. Right. And it was the first time I started to see this level of competitiveness where I said, I need to start doing more. Right. Wow. Well, I mean, here's the thing. It's like, you know, it's competitiveness, yes, but it's a simple um, theory or, or idea to live life by. If you're going to do something, do it to the best of your ability. No matter what it is, if you're going to do it, do it to the best of your ability. If you love what you do and it's making you happy, all the hard work and perseverance will pay off. I once had a guidance counselor tell me that I shouldn't play basketball that it would never amount to anything for me. His negativity towards me made me strong. You can't stop people from trying to limit your dreams, but you can stop it from becoming a reality. Your dreams are up to you. I encourage you to always be curious, always seek out things you love, and always work hard once you find them. The day could be today that your career is over. Now what do you do? I said, I better get to work. <laughs> Rest at the end, not in the middle. And that's something I always live by. I'm not going to rest. I'm going to keep on pushing now. There are a lot of answers that I don't have. Even questions that I don't have. But I'm just going to keep going. I'm just going to keep going, and I'll figure these things out as you go, right? And you just continue to build that way. So that, I try to live by that all the time. Have a dream, sacrifice for it, and never, ever rest in the middle. And I came into the NBA, I was like, man, these dudes really don't work that hard. One of the things I would do is, while everybody would be at the cafeteria work, you know, eating and doing all sorts of stuff, I'd just go back to the job. I'd go back to the job. <laughs> How can I show you that, no, I have the edge. Well, you do it through training, right? So when I get up in the morning, my daughter goes with me. 4 a.m.? 4 a.m. My 15-year-old goes with me. She wow. goes with me before school, and it becomes a daddy-daughter thing. That's cool. Through that process, she understands the value of hard work. 
And so it's through those behaviors is where I find the motivation to do it. I think the definition of greatness is to inspire the people next to you. I think that's what greatness is or should be. It's not something that's, that, that lives and dies with one person. It's how can you inspire a person to then in turn inspire another person and then inspires another person. And that's how you create something that I think lasts forever. It's not sit around and all, it's all happy or lucky type right. of thing. Your leader, your job is to get the best out of them. Got to deal with it. Face it, learn from it. It's exciting when you win, it's exciting when you lose because the process should be exactly the same. But the hardest thing is to face that stuff. But what if today is the day that you, that's it. Now what do you do? What can I say? Mamba out. My parents were, were great. You know, growing up, you know, they instilled in me the importance of imagination, of curiosity. And understanding that, okay, if you want to accomplish something, I'm not just going to sit here and say, yes, you can do whatever you want. Yes, you can, but you have to also put in the work to get there, right? So they taught me that at a really early age, man. And uh, when you grow up as a kid thinking that the world is your oyster, all things are possible if you put in the work to do it, you, know, you grow up having that fundamental belief. Who was more influential for you, your father or mother? It, both were influential at different points. Yeah. Right. My uh, my mom was there on a daily basis. Uh, my father uh, was really influential at a really critical time where I, you know, I had a summer where I played basketball when I was like 10 or 11 years old. And here I come playing and I don't score one point the entire summer. Not one. You didn't score once? Not one. Were you in the game? I was in the game. How did you not score? Because I was terrible. Not a free throw, not a nothing, not a lucky shot, not a breakaway layup, zero points. And I remember crying about it, being upset about it. My father just gave me a hug and said, listen, whether you score zero or score 60, I'm gonna love you no matter what. Wow. Now that is the most important thing that you can say to your child. Because from wow. there, I was like, okay, that gives me all the confidence in the world to fail. I have the security there. But the hell with that. I'm scoring 60. Let's go. <laughs> right, right. Right. And from there, I just went to work. I just wow. I stayed with it. I kept practicing, kept practicing, kept practicing. I think that's when the idea of understanding a long term view became important. Because I wasn't going to catch these kids in a week, I wasn't going to catch them in a year. Right. So that's when I sat down and said, okay, this is going to take some thought. All right. What do I want to work on first? All right. Shooting. All right. Let's knock this out. Let's focus on this half a year, six months, do nothing but shoot. Right after that, all right, creating your own shot. You focus. So you start. I started creating a menu of things. Mm. When I came back the next summer, I was a little bit better. And then 14 came around, back half of 13, 14 uh, years old, and then I was just killing everyone. And it happened in two years, and I wasn't expecting it to happen in two years, but it did because what I had to do was work on the basics and the fundamentals. But they relied on their athleticism and their natural ability. And because I stick to the fundamentals, it just caught up to me. And then my body, you know, my knees stopped hurting. I grew into my frame. Then your athleticism, once you have the fundamentals, exactly. the hard work, the mindset, and you tack on the athleticism, exactly. it's then, game then, over. Then it was game over. Wow. <laughs> the 
love of the game, the challenge. Like I, I would watch Magic play, I'd watch Michael play, and I would see them do these unbelievable things. And I'd say, you know, can I get to that level? I don't know, but let's find out. Let's find out. And so that curiosity to see where I could push this thing led me down that path, I think. With the 13th pick in the 1996 NBA draft, the Charlotte Hornets select Kobe Bryant from Lower Marion High School in Pennsylvania. Greatness lies ahead for this young man. Well, I learned that you have to work hard and you have to approach the game with a serious mindset. There, there was a stretch um, in 03 uh, where Shaq was out with an injury. And Phil called me up to his office and said, okay, we need you to really turn on the afterburners and start scoring wow. the ball if you have to win. So I did, and I wound up scoring, I think it was nine straight games with 40-plus points. Nine straight? Nine straight games. And then Shaq comes back, second, you know, his second to last game of that. And then Phil called me up to his office and said, okay, I need you to dial it back. I'm like, why? Like, we're winning. <laughs> I don't understand. It's because our goal is to win a championship. But if you continue to do this, we'll lose Shaq. We'll lose him. His motivation, his excitement. What triggers him, right? He, so I need you to pull back so we can pull Shaq forward for June. Wow. I mean, that was, that was the big challenge is you move from, you know, uh, being the single dominant player yeah. to understanding, okay, I have to help these other guys. How do I lift everyone else up? It's tough. It's more like you, you, put, you put yourself to the side you put yourself in their shoes and understand what they're feeling. And then you have to make certain decisions of, okay, what buttons do I need to push for this yeah. player to get them to the next level? So it's never, it's not sit around and all, it's all happy or lucky right. time. The leader, your job is to get the best out of them, um, even if they may not like it at that time. He was very demanding because he expected everyone to put in the same effort as he was. And that was unrealistic. You're not behind me, you're not in front of me. You're right, right there, parallel with me. Practice was very competitive right mm -hmm. away. Mm -hmm. You know how Kobe is. Mm -hmm. He was jarring, we had it going sometimes. He didn't let me slip a lot. Times where I get ejected or about to get a technical foul or going off the deep end, he would be there to, you know, set me straight a lot, which helped me out a lot. So we get in the timeout, he's like, hey, hey, uh, hey, I'm open. I'm like, okay. And so we go out and same thing, come, hey, hey, hey I'm open. Okay. There you go. <laughs> come back in. Hey, dude, you got to throw me the ball. I said, man, fuck that. Get it off the rebound if I miss, bro. <laughs> I, listen, I don't, I don't deal with people that don't commit at that level, but then act as if they do running joke or he doesn't pass and all sort of crap. And that's okay, you know, but I'll take those five rings. I'll take five. Of them. Those times when you get up early and you work hard. Those times when you stay up late and you work hard. Those times when you don't feel like working, you're too tired, you don't want to push yourself, but you do it anyway. Um, that is actually the dream. That's the dream. It's not the destination, it's the journey. 
And if you guys, if you guys can understand that, then what you'll see happen is that you won't accomplish your dreams. Your dreams won't come true. Uh, something greater will. It's a, it's an amazing thing about passion. If you love something, if you have a strong passion for something, you would go to the extreme to try to understand or try to get it. Whatever you have a love for, if you have to walk, you would go get it. If you have to beg someone, you would go get it. I don't think you guys understand how present you guys were with me. You know, you guys were there with me at 5.30 in the morning when I was running the track and I was midway through my workout. And I didn't know if I could make it through. And I thought about the expectations you guys have for me and you have for our team. And it pushed me through. It got me through those 800s and 400s and 100s at 5.30 in the morning. So I thank you. We're not on this stage just because of talent or ability. We're up here because of 4 a.m. We're up here because of two-a-days or five-a-days. We're up here because we had a dream and let nothing stand in our way. If anything tried to bring us down, we used it to make us strong. We were never satisfied, never finished, will never be retired. My high school English teacher, Mr. Fisk, he had this beautiful quote and, he, and it read, rest at the end, not in the middle. And I took that to heart. I believe there's time for resting at the end, but for me, that time is not now. Thank you for this tremendous honor in acknowledging my basketball career, but I'm far from done. My next dream is to be honored one day for inspiring the next generation of athletes to have a dream, sacrifice for it, and never ever rest in the middle. Rest at the end, not in the middle. Be yourself. That's it. Be you. Be you. There's no gimmick. There's no... You don't have to contrive anything. Who are you? Where are you today? What is your story? Where does that come from? And uh, if you guys can understand that, and I'm doing my job as a father. Thank you guys so much. I love you. Mamba out. really want me on the team. What's your approach to recruitment? You want first place, come play with me. You want second place, go somewhere else. It's like I, I would watch Magic play. I'd watch Michael play. And I would see them do these unbelievable things. And I'd say, you know, can I get to that level? I don't know, but let's find out. Everything was done to try to learn how to become a better basketball player. Everything. Everything. And so when you have that point of view, then literally the world becomes your library to help you to become better at your craft. So because you know what you want, the world's giving you exactly the information you 100%, need to become better at it. Because you know what you're looking for. So many guys tell stories about your work ethic. Yeah. What was really your work ethic like, and for how long did you stay disciplined? Um, well, I mean... 
I mean, every day. I mean, since you know, 20 years. I mean, it was an everyday process in trying to figure out strengths and weaknesses. For example, jumping ability. Man, my vertical was a 40. It wasn't a 46 or a mm-hmm. 40, 45. Um, my hands are big, but they're not massive. Right? So you got to figure out ways to strengthen them so your hands are strong enough to be able to palm a ball and do the things that you need to do. Uh, quickness, I was quick, but not insanely quick. I was fast, but not ridiculously fast. Right? So I had to rely on skill a lot more. I had to rely on angles a lot more. I had to study the game a lot more. And, uh, but I enjoyed it, though. So like from the time I was, I can remember when I started watching the game, I studied the game, mm. and it just never changed. It's a good separation for me, you know, emotionally, to be able to put myself in a place where at practice or when I'm training or during games, I switch my mind to something else. I switch my mode into something else, right? For me, it's the equivalent of Maximus, Desmus, Meridius, and Gladiator picking up the dirt, smelling the dirt, it's go time, right? So that was my mental switch. It was like an actor getting ready for a film. You got to put yourself in that cage. When you're in that cage, you are that character. And then when you leave there, it's something completely different. But when I'm in that cage, bro, don't touch me. Don't talk to me. Just leave me alone. How did you get mentally and emotionally so strong where it doesn't bother you? Well, you know, it's, you got to look at the reality of the situation. You know, like for me, it's not, you know, you, you kind of got to get over yourself. It's not about you, man. Like, okay, you feel embarrassed. You're not that important. Like, (laughs) get over yourself. That's where you go. Get over yourself, right? Like, you're worried about how people may perceive you, and, like, you're walking around, and it's embarrassing because you shot five air balls. Get over yourself, right? And then after that, it's okay, well, why did those air balls happen? Got it. High school, year before, we played 35 games, max, right? Week in between, spaced out plenty of time to rest. In the NBA, it's back to back to back to back to back to back to back. I didn't have the legs. So you look at the shot, every shot was online. Every shot was online, but every shot was short. Right? I got to get stronger. I got to train differently. The weight training program that I'm doing, I got to tailor it for an 82-game season mm-hmm. so that when the playoffs come around, my legs are stronger and that ball gets there. So I look at it with rationale. Say, okay, well, the reason why I shot air balls is because my legs aren't there. I got well, next year they'll be there. That was it. Done. Done. Were there some names that you looked at and says, these three guys are as crazy as I am? I do. I, I, at the time, I deal with what I've referred to as Goat Mountain. I went to Goat Mountain and I talked to Magic, Michael, Bird, Kim Olajuwon, Jerry West. Oscar Robinson, Bill Russell, you know. So I would talk to them. What did you do? What were your experiences? Michael in particular, he's become my big brother. He's been my big brother since I first came in the league. And what was that process like? So I went to them and started understanding the ins and outs of the game and, you know, how they approach things and their level of detail and obsessiveness and, um, that's what I did. The players that had that passion but weren't willing to commit their entire lives to doing that, right? It's a choice, right? You have other things. You have family. You have all these other things that you have to do. The game can't really 
be your number one priority. And so I was just looking at that like, man, I'm, this is going to be fun. If, if I'm buddies with you from high school, if I'm a cousin of yours, what happened to our relationship? How, how did that gravitate when you went into the league and you're, you're determined to become the greatest or you're determined to become one of the greatest? What happens to our relationship? Well, it suffers. It does suffer? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because and you they, understood that. You were okay yeah. with that. Well, yeah. And, and the people that love you, like friends and family, right, they know that about you. Got it. So they let you be you. And when you reconvene, you know, you pick back up where you left off. Mm -hmm. But make no mistake about it, everything in between is lost, right? So those long-term relationships, the commitment of time of, uh, you know, uh, taking vacation. Like, I see a lot of players take vacations with other players that are close friends. And we'll just take vacations just to take vacations or just hang out just to hang out. Like, I, I, I'm not, I never did that. Why, why, not? Why, why, why didn't you do that? Would, well, because when I retire, I didn't want to have to say, I wish I would have done more. I don't want that. You know, I don't want that. You know, you got a lot of people playing their hard-earned money to come watch you perform. 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 It's your job to be in shape. It's your job to be strong enough to perform at that level every single night. And as a competitor, I'm not, I'm not ducking shit. Like, it's not, oh my God, my back hurts, I'm sore. We got to play Vince Carter and Toronto Raptors tonight. We actually had this happen. We had a game against Toronto in 2000. Um, and Vince was tearing the league up. Um, my back was jacked, jacked. But like the perception of that, like what? Kobe's missing a game against Toronto and Vince Carter because man, my back was really spasming. But people will be like, what? Oh, he's ducking Vince. Excuse me? No, I don't think so. So I would be in a layup line like, okay, there's a lot of days where you, know, you can rest and recover. Today ain't one of them. Your back can bother you any other day that shit ain't bothering me today. Wow. We gonna, he gonna have to see oh, me today. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> if you're looking at a big investments you gotta make, what is the decision-making process there? Do you call, is there, first you do your own research, you take this much time, you call an advisor, is there, is there a system you no, follow? No, it's pretty, pretty simple for me. It's, it's, do you understand the business? Is it a business that you can help in some form or fashion? What are the barriers of entry to that business? And then the entrepreneurs themselves, the company itself, right? Do they have a culture that you believe is sustainable? Are these leaders people that you believe in? Are they people that are obsessives? And in turn, have they created a culture of obsessiveness? So I tend to look at those four factors and that's it. That's, that's big right there, by the way. I don't know if you guys caught that right there. That's pretty massive right there. Um, same determination. What's your current work schedule look like today? It's, it's, uh, it's different because I personally am not writing every word of the novels. I am not animating the films. What I have to do now is make sure that the people that we bring in, these obsessives that we bring in, are challenging themselves to do the best job that they think they can do. That's what I'm there for, is for them to constantly look in the mirror and self-assess and challenge themselves. If we have a project and you're saying, okay, I can do that, that's not the project we want. 
the projects that say, I don't know if I can animate that. I don't know how to write that story. I don't know how to do that. Those are the things we want because through that curiosity, you'll reach a level that you didn't think was possible. And so running the studio, that's what I'm doing. You're playing against the Golden State Warriors. Score is 107-109. You guys are close to getting into the playoffs. You know exactly what happens in the game. You go up, you're about to take your shot, and then all of a sudden, boom, yeah. Achilles happens, right? He went and hit the free throws, and then you walked off the stage. Yeah. You got the surgery done. When I, I went in the trainer's room, my kids are in there, and you know they're looking at you and stuff, and I'm looking at them, and I'm like, you know, it's all right, Dad's gonna be all right. Mm -hmm. It'll be fine. It'll be all right. It'll be all right. It'll be all right. As a parent, you gotta set the example. You gotta set the example. This this is another obstacle. This obstacle cannot define me. It's not gonna cripple me. It's not gonna be responsible for me stepping away for the game that I love. I'm gonna step away on my own terms. And that's when the decision was made that, you know what? I'm doing it. I'm doing it. You're a freaking beast, bro. Hey, hey. Motiversity fans, brace yourself for the ultimate VIP treatment. Become a Motiversity YouTube member today and unlock mind-blowing perks, exclusive merch shop discounts, personalized badges to showcase your Motiversity pride, and a backstage pass to members-only content that'll fire up your motivation like never before. You'll have the ability to download links to all of our videos, yours to keep anytime, anywhere. Ready to level up your Motiversity experience? Click the link in the description to join the Elite Squad now. Motiversity YouTube memberships, where motivation meets VIP status.